Welcome back to the Black Allegiance Podcast. Um, been a crazy couple of weeks since we last joined you. Uh, I'm back with my main girl, Jessica Gates. Hey, hey, hey. Um, so we have the shooting in Buffalo, a shooting in Texas. Um, there was one in Philly last night. Wasn't there one in Utah as well? Tulsa. Tulsa. Yeah, yeah. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, it's just been a lot. So the the world is as crazy as it's ever been. Um, it seems like um, President Biden calling for more gun control. Um, Trump calling for locked doors. Did you see him? At, I mean, we can go in order, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Like you said, it's been a lot going on in the world. Um, Monique. In this her, has been a few things. Uh, just crazy, just a crazy week, mm-hmm. to say the least. Well, one thing is good is that it's getting warmer here in Michigan, so that's definitely been something that's been appreciated. Yeah, been but it's... some of it. Sunny days take away some of the gloom, at least, that we have going on. Yeah, I had an early dismissal from work. Uh, what day was that, Monday? Because of the... Wait, Monday was the holiday. No, no, no. That's the previous. Yeah. So Tuesday, what day did you guys go back? So we we went back Tuesday. Uh, one of those days we got out because of the heat, though. That's what I heard. Is it what's going on? Is there no AC? What was so? What's the- um, like sixty-five percent of the buildings have no air. Oh, my wow. building being one. Jeez. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, How hot does it get in there? Was it a good call, would you say? Uh, yeah, because, like, my room faces the the sun for the majority of the day. Oh, so, wow. Y'all would have been baking. Yeah. My, okay. Like, the morning between, like, 8 and 11, it's okay. Anything after, like, 1130, mm-hmm. it really starts to. Oof. Yeah, y'all cooking at that point. Yeah, so NBA Finals. Yep, that's going on. There's game two tonight. Who are you predicting? They're playing in uh, Cali, right? Yeah, so I'm Golden State. Uh, they'll hopefully they'll remember that it's four quarters in the game and not three. Oh, okay. Um, so you're not a fan of their fourth quarter. Yeah. Do you think they lose wind or speed? Didn't but didn't Kerr take him out? Didn't Kerr take Steph out or whatever majority of the fourth? Yeah, but Boston like blitzed them in the fourth quarter. Um, I do like Boston. Um, yeah, I thought you was a Tatum fan. You I I I am very much of a, I am a Tatum fan. I do feel like this is one of the series where like no matter who wins, I really I like both mm-hmm. teams. Good point. I like both coaches. Mm-hmm. I like like both superstar for both teams. Mm-hmm. So. There's a few more superstars on the on the Golden State team. Yeah, you know, honestly, I was kind of surprised that uh, that Boston got the first game. That definitely was was a surprise, especially with it being home court. Golden State had a longer time to be off, and I know we all thought, oh, well, they're going to be well rested. It should be easy yeah, to I'm, be able to transition. I'm not a fan of the the long layoffs. Ah. Uh, but you know you got to thank Jimmy Butler for that. He pushed he pushed the game seven for him. So you know that's yeah. just the way it goes. There's no other way to speed it up. 
But mm. I do think it was good. But, yeah, that definitely was surprising to see a, a rested Golden State team lose the first game at home and whatnot. Um, but I do love to see a silent stadium when it's a home court. So it, Yeah, that I, is I still – I don't know. I, I think Golden State bounces back the um, this game. It'll be interesting to see um, what happens when a series goes to Boston – yeah, that's just, so the game is tonight, which means that the next game will be what Tuesday or something. Or uh, I have. Aren't the, they giving them like an extra day off? Yeah, or the like the that? finals they always seem to stretch it out as long as I like don't mind. Get them dollars. humanly possible. So get them dollars. I hate when basketball is over. So for me, stretch it as long as you want to. I am not ready for other sports to dominate the the airwaves for my sports podcast so yeah game three will, will be wednesday i saw today yeah. they said they might try to acquire bradley bill did you see that for golden state they're thinking of uh bill who would they have to give up though jordan Poole, wiggins Poole is really good so, yeah I, I wouldn't but i mean would you trade them for for bradley bill wiggins possibly Poole, no yeah, no, definitely pool's definitely proven to be an asset and whatnot. Um, so, I don't know. You know, they, they say anything. So, who knows what's, what's going to go on with that. But, yep, so you said game three is on Wednesday. Yeah, and then game four would be Friday. Okay. Yeah, the only thing, yeah, I, I will say I do miss um, halftime on TNT. I do miss my Ernie and Chuck and Shaq and Kenny and, and whatnot. That part is missing. But it was funny to see Jalen shining with his uh, his glasses. They, they, they said he was dressed like prom. <laughs> <laughs> and it's prom season everywhere. Yeah, you know his, how prom in the D looks. So. And I want to say Jalen Rose Academy, their prom was that week. So maybe. Already, no, he was shining. I, I definitely appreciate uh, Jalen Rose. That's the homie. Uh, speaking of hometown. You want to talk about the comedy show you and the missus were at? So, yeah. So, we, last Saturday, we decided to go, really, we weren't going to see Monique Radio Hughley, per se. Uh, mm-hmm. My wife graduated with Josh Adams, who was hosting it. Mm-hmm. So, we decided to go. Uh, the missus saw, like, the whole show. Uh, Where were you? So... The Fox and Little Caesars, they have this rule about purses, so her purse was too big. You gotta have a clear. Um, so, me, so I had to walk back to the you car. You all the husbands. Yeah. You always see the husbands <laughs> turning back around, walking back to the car. So, yeah. I'm, I miss Josh's opening introduction, um, and then I miss the first comic. Like, oh, I miss okay. both of her. Uh, can't think of a first name. It's Rodriguez. The like three minutes I did see, she was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was like a ten minute intermission. Like <laughs> I wasn't ten minutes. Okay. Well, it makes sense listening to like DL tell his part of the story. Okay. Uh, why there was this intermission? Because okay. afterwards, Monique came out, and boy, when she came out. Um, Cause she came out first. That that's the yeah. discrepancy. So she came out. Yeah, first. she came out first. Said it was a raggedy <laughs> promoter, basically. Mm-hmm. Promo- yeah. It's called D.L. Hughley a coon, Steve Harvey a coon, Oprah a raggedy B.I.T.C.H. 
um, Tyler Perry, Akun, uh, basically questioned what the DL and DL Hughley name stands for. How was the crowd during this whole thing? Like, like I saw a clip and like I saw them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. most, there? most of the crowd like was like I was definitely in a pro Monique section. Okay. Okay. Uh, me and the couple we were with, we were all kind of shocked at what we were witnessing. Um, this is the Fox, right? Yeah. Fox, Fox is live. Man, Fox is like a cabaret now. I went to see uh, Babyface and Kim. That thing is a cabaret at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, because she went on for like 20 minutes and then she went over her a lot of time. She was ranting about that? Yeah, she... Because, I mean, she... After she after she called the raggedy promoter, she talked about how DL Hughley basically refused to come out if he wasn't going to close the show. Has said when she left the stage, the headliner had left. Why would she be close? Why would she be opening when she closed Queens of Comedy and DL Hughley opened the Kings of oh, Comedy? Back. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um. Then. I thought Josh handled it well between the two because um, after Monique left the stage, he kind of came out. He was like, I didn't know if he was going to be at the Source Awards tonight. Okay. But, but wait, let me ask. Like, did she have any jokes in her set, though? She she did have some jokes. Mm-hmm. I don't, she was okay. I wouldn't have. I felt like Josh was actually funnier than D.L. Hughley and Monique. Just Sometimes it's like that. Yeah. And D.O. had his moments. Um, it was funny because, you know, he does the whole thing where... He roasts the audience? Yeah. And one of the people he was roasting, um, I went to elementary school with, so... Um, I think he's... A, I'm so... I find D.O. Hughley funny. I know a lot of people are like, oh, he's not funny. I appreciate his social commentary. Yeah, so... Like and him. that's kind of what... He came out, he was like, we have all this stuff going on in the world, and you literally made this about you. Well, did you, so, I know they've been doing this media thing where, like, they're posting their contracts, and they're posting their agreements, and I see Monique and her husband just did something. Where they yeah, and it was, like, 57 it. minutes long. Oh, man, that's the thing. You know, honestly, I don't mind Monique. I remember when she had the lawsuit with Netflix, people trying to get on her. And I mean, does she really worth it? And she won that lawsuit years later, I want to say. So to me, there's a clear, it's obvious that there is a discrepancy, at least in the comedy world. We hear about women talking about, you know, just discrepancies all the time. And just, I know billing is big, like who gets top billing, who gets second billing. But it does just sound like it was just a bad promoter. It seems like the promoter told them each something um, different, but... I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know. I know 50 Cent just took her on, so we'll see how that goes. And he's petty as heck, so I pray to goodness that they keep it tight and right until it's time for her to pop up on one of his shows. But I don't know. I wonder if this whole um, Will Smith, Chris Rock thing has people feeling emboldened with as it comes to comedians and but what they say. What do you think? I kind of agree with, like, what D.L. Hughley has said on his radio show, like, mm-hmm. If the discrepancy was be- was really between you and a promoter, like he doesn't have anything to do with that. Like the audience didn't have anything to do with that. Like you should have took it up with the promoter. That's what you have lawyers for and things like that. Um, 
Well, maybe like Will Smith, she just felt like enough was enough. Yeah. And I mean, at the same time, y'all, some people was giving Will Smith that graciousness for, I mean, you never know, you know. And I, for me, I just see Monique sticking up for herself. Not to say I can't, you know. Um, yeah, which I get. But now, like, her and her husband posted, and she posted an old clip about D.L. Hugh Lee talking. It doesn't, and, yeah, it doesn't serve well for her. It doesn't help the reputation that she already has as being difficult, unfortunately. Even though, didn't they, re- she was on the T.S. Madison show, and I think um, Lee, what's his name, Daniel Lee, he yeah. did end up apologizing. Yeah, he did apologize to so her. So that's the thing. So when D.L. Hughley says that, like, I should have listened to such and such, but these people did come around and apologize, and she did end up winning her lawsuit, which is the whole thing she's going for, so... I don't know. She yeah. I I, I I was just shocked. Um, it was a nice night out though. We went to Cliff Bell's before. It's the D baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, it goes down. That sounds like some deaf comedy jam. Um, yeah, it definitely yeah. was. Um, I'm happy because through all of this, like when they keep posting stuff, like you see Josh's name on stuff, so That's I'm like true. he's getting More some hits. very good publicity. So. That's true. And he can always say he was at that memorable show. Because, I mean, people are still talking about it a week later. I mean, Monique's still talking about it a week later. Yes. Too. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because I want to say D.L. Hughley, her daughter, responded to Monique now. So. Oh, wow. Something with these family members hopping and stuff. I saw uh, where Greg Leakes, rest in peace, his daughter jumped in something that Nene had going on last yeah, week. Yeah, she, well, her daughter basically said, you know, I love it. There's <laughs> I saw it too. Basically, she you could fought my father for other things, but to bring my mom and my sister into it is unwarranted. And, you know, you're supposed to be uplifting black women, but in the process of you going after my dad, you are now trying to tear down two other black women. So, Oh, gosh. Lanethia Leaks. Listen, I still watch old episodes of Real Housewives, old seasons. I'm talking about like season seven, before Portia and Kenya had their teeth done, before the <laughs> plastic surgery settled, when Candy still had a 27-piece short weave or quick weave. I love old Real Housewives of Atlanta. So I hope they get that set, uh, settled. So, yeah. Well, maybe moving on to something maybe a little bit more heavy. Um, you kind of talked about it at the beginning of the before we started was the massacres and I had to learn a massacre means four or more people. I was always curious about what's the, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what, like, how do you quantify it as a massacre? So four or more people, um, is, is what's considered a massacre. And aren't we at 200 and something massacres at this point in time? Yeah. It was like 220, 227, something like that. It was something ridiculous where you're like, it's June, it didn't even get hot yet. There was one, um, the guy killed five people, five, a, a family of five. I think it was like five, it was someone escaped from prison in the last, I want to say, 36 hours and killed a family of five. And I, I mean, that's considered a massacre as well, too. Um, I think he went to a camping ground. and I don't know. It makes you feel like we're you're like living in Hollywood movies all the time at this point. It's like, where can you even go? Just something as simple as going to the grocery store. I mean, just the most casual things. You just never think to... It's just awful. And then school, I mean, that's just... That's an awful tragedy. How do you feel as a teacher? What's your... Well, first, did you hear Trump at the NRA? Um, 
convention that happened the week after, or I, th- I want to say the same week of the massacre in Texas. Did you hear Trump? Um, no, I tried not to. <laughs> he's, well, y'all know he's making his bid. So he was basically saying every every school would have an armed security guard and a door that locks from the inside or something else. But you're a teacher, so what, what are your first thoughts and what do you think when you hear these stories? So I guess my immediate reaction is, Trump was president for four years. He didn't do any of that in his four years, so now you're just politicking. Um, secondly, I've been at a school that had armed security. There were still fights. There was still, um, we had a kid. We were in lockdown because the kid had a gun in the school. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened with the lockdown though? Like, did, did they locate the youth and remove him, or? Um, yeah, they located the youth. They uh, found a gun in his locker. Uh, Someone said that they that he had a gun. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I've been in school with metal detector, where I know, like, the kids told me, we don't care about the metal detectors. Like, if we want to get something in, we can still get in. And so, they do. Yeah. And they do. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about building like relationships like as a teacher I know with students you know come from bad backgrounds or have stuff going on at home and you know showing them extra attention extra love um, I, I do feel like a lot of it is relationship building because at the end of the day yeah you might be able to lock this one door from the inside, but there's at my building there's twenty something doors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how do you secure them all? Have you guys done active shooter training? Um, we've done lockdown drills. I, we haven't done an after shooter drill. Um, I don't even know how I feel about those because we have. I work in a. Um, I work in a. I work at a nonprofit and whatnot. We've had active shooter drills where we've had like tactical teams and police come in and and whatnot. It is, it is jarring and it is scary. Just, you know, they'll show clips and everything and how typically they'll start from the outside, these killers. Cause if you start shooting on the inside, people have a chance to run. But if you catch people outside off guard, it lessens the chance of just, I don't know, interference and people stopping you from just little tips you learn and whatnot. But at the same time, it's like when it's going down, are you really going to be able to remember, like, certain things? I, I imagine most of us would go into fight-or-flight mode, and ain't nobody Yeah, and, like, my room is the, like, if we were to come in the main door, my room is the first one, mm. basically, mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I hear you. I don't know. And then you see the memes about who shoots up schools and whatnot versus who doesn't. I think something that's interesting is... um. A lot of these kids who have shot up schools, when I think of this one, the gentleman in Oxford, Michigan, they all had signs and whatnot. I can't remember if they said specifically about this. Well, this kid in Texas, he bought a gun for his 18th birthday, I yeah. would say, a few days before or a week before. And I guess he's talked about on social media, targeting the school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like, do we take those threats seriously? Do you have you guys ran into instances? I know where I, I see paperwork when youth are prosecuted for threats and stuff. Do you do you feel like you've seen an uptick in you, uh, maybe kids making more threats? Not at my school, but I've heard stories from other teachers at other schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But it's I I feel because like there's a whole theory about arming teachers, which um. What do you think about that? I'm against. Why? Um, number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Kid gets pissed off. Couple kids get pissed off. They know you have this oh. this gun. Mm-hmm. They overthrow the teacher. Now they have a, a live weapon. Mm. Um, teacher get pissed at student. They're a kid <laughs> with gun. That's uh, true. So, I mean, it sounds good in theory, but there's an, a number of different ways it, it could go. I understand. Yeah, no, I don't think so. And then, you know, you're you're there as a teacher. You're, you're a father yourself, too. I'm sure it would be hard. I'm sure you would want to, you know, save the classroom, so to speak. But I'm sure for you... You're asking teachers to be killers at a certain point in time, too, which, and these teachers, more than likely, prayerfully speaking, love kids and whatnot like that. So to ask a teacher to, at that moment in time, you know, kill someone, essentially, if they're threatening their class, that's that's something as well, too. I know that the one teacher, she tried to save her students. I don't know the exact story, but then you hear about her husband two days later and stuff like that. So it's just... Yeah, I mean, it just adds to the already difficult job mm-hmm. that we have as teachers. Now you want me to Can't take combat <laughs> training, hostage negotiation training. Uh, and say if you're not even someone who is for guns, like that that puts, you know, you all in an uncomfortable predicament. If you're not even, at, that to me reminds me of when, um, not as severe, but when uh, the pandemic first started, and now you have security guards at dollar stores and stores having to tell people, put your mask on, put your mask on. Remember the guy in Flint got shot and killed or whatever. Yeah, no. Yeah, so I I guess my point with that is you're asking people to take on a new responsibility in their job that just, quite frankly, I think is a little bit kind of harsh. Yeah, because I remember there were probably three different occasions. Like when I went to Menards and people were like, Arguing with the security guard <laughs> about, about their mask. That's so. funny you say Menards. I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Save big money at Menards. Yeah, I could imagine they're a Bass Pro Shop it going down in terms yeah. of <laughs> don't tread on my rights and whatnot. Are you still wearing a mask as an aside? Do you wear a mask? Uh, yeah, like him. Like him. I'm at a. Be honest. Do you? Yeah. Ninety-six percent of the time, probably. Yeah. Um. I hear you. Like, if I'm at the barbershop or something, like, I go early in the morning, so it's, like, me, my barber, like, two other people, no. Um. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I will say when I go in um, more heavily black populated areas, I, I do wear my mask just because I know how our stuff is. But if I'm running to the dollar store over here to get some, like, carpet cleaner, it's, it's not on. Um, I'll wear my mask in the car when I pick up my friends from the airport because I know they're coming from a certain situation and whatnot, you know, being around all that. But I don't know. They say the numbers are rising again. I hear there's outbreaks yeah. in the schools again. Yeah, I know. Lauren was actually supposed to go um, back in the office two days a week uh, starting next week. And they, I guess they told her based on a number, like they'll update them weekly or when they'll return. But Deanna, uh, what was her reaction? Um. I think she's happy. Uh, <laughs> okay. So well, does she like does she like going into the office or does she like remote? She she likes being able to work remote. Um, okay. I know Elon Musk sent a thing oh to the gosh. Tesla employees. Basically, what did he say? Fine, if you don't want to go back back in the find office, another job or something. Find somewhere where else to work for 
to pretend to work or something. It was something to that effect. So annoying. I cannot stand Elon Musk. He is just... Well, they, the joke was he's forcing people to go back in because he lo- he's losing money on that, or he needs to pay for that Twitter uh, deal and whatnot. I don't know. I just think it's such a high form of micromanaging. And as rates do rise again, I can see it being pushed back. That's interesting that her job already said we're going to have to pull back. So that just lets you know we're here for a minute. It's not going to change anytime soon. Yeah, and then when I think of all the festivals that was last week, there's just – even when I go out, people just, they're just fatigued of it. I think everyone's just so over it and so tired of it. Yeah, I know, like, when we were at the Fox, like, we had on our mask, but, like, no one. I already know. And then, like, the guy that was, like, behind us, like, t- diagonal was, like, coughing up a storm. And yes. <laughs> we all looking at him, like. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, the rates aren't changing for sure, for sure. I just don't think we hear about it as much, but I feel like I hear over like 3,000 cases a day or something like that in Michigan. Yeah, but. and I know because like we test weekly at my school. Like a couple months ago, like every week we were testing people. There was no cases, and now... Are y'all still doing the same frequency of testing? Yeah, uh-huh. and now it's like back to like where you have like three or four people a week, it seems like. Oh, wow. Wow. You know, and, like, they really can't say anything. So you're like, oh. And, but, you know, the kids are like, well, I heard such and such got COVID. Got COVID. Oh, wow. Is there a new variant out? Are we still on the Omicron? I don't know. It's just. Oh, this thing is it's too much. It's too so, much. Well, speaking of keeping us sick, what's what's been keeping us sick with these beats? <laughs> <laughs> so new music. Uh you finally got into the Vince Staples album. I did put it on at work. Um, you know, I've, I've heard a few of my hip-hop people talk about how they really, you know, mess with it and how they like it. So I did finally give it a... Sp- it's easy listening. You know, maybe I'm just used to, like, super West Coast, like, you know, like, Cryptochronic, Cryptolite, like, West Side Connection. But I will say, like I've said before, I do, like, this new crop of um, West Coast representation, like TDE and the jazz artists out there. So, no, long story short, yeah, I definitely was feeling this Vince Staples album. Definitely was. Um, I'm glad you finally... Uh, so, I've been a Vince Staples fan for many, many years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easy listening. It was good. I always, I've always enjoyed his interviews. He has a cool uh, disposition. Yeah. Um, Kendrick, you still listening? Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Yes, I am. Do you have any favorite tracks off the album? Any standouts? Any what's, uh, your, what's your thoughts? Standout track from Father Figure. Mm-hmm. It's one. Uh, what's the Die Hard? It's mm-hmm. another. We cry together. That should. Sorry, that song is too heavy. I almost. Yeah, that's not too emotional. I had to switch it at one point. <laughs> I was listening to it. I was really feeling it because it was super applicable. But after a while, I said, ah, I, I got to recharge my energy. Um, Count Me Out is probably that's another favorite. one. That's my favorite track. Uh, and Purple Hearts. I like Ghosts. Yeah, Purple Hearts. I'm not a Heart. Summer Walker fan like that, uh, but it, it was good. I think that was a really good uh, trio for a track. So speaking of new music, The Game... Oh. Finally said, finally issued a release date for Dramatic. Feel like we've been waiting on this album for like two years now. Who's been waiting? 
Well, people in the hip hop community, not necessarily you. I know a few people. Watch him spend two tracks talking about how he should have been at the Super Bowl. Oh, you see? I'm sure he will. I'm <laughs> sure he'll, he'll, he'll go on about if, how. If you haven't guessed, he is not a fan of um, the game. It's just annoying. I, I just I just can't stand his personality to me. He just, just he just keeps up the antics. He it, to me it overshadows any type of talent he can so have. So you wish he would have stayed retired? He called himself retired. Yeah. The the album prior to this was supposed to be his retirement album. Why are they be playing threatening us like that? Just please stick to it. <laughs> please follow through. And no, and that's the thing, like like, like I know he's not a bad MC. Like like he's not bad at all, but like I said, I'm just so put off with how, how he rolls and how he is. I just, I, I can't even give myself a chance with the lawsuits, with the stuff he says. And then the stuff he said about Kim and then Kanye still do a track with him and stuff like that is so wild to me and whatnot. He just, you know, I don't like to call women, our men names, but some of his antics are just, um, I don't know. So. Mm -mm. But, you know, let me know you, how it is, though. I'm sure he'll have some fire. Well, I, I I feel like it's I have to listen to it because he said it's the best, going to be the best album of 2022. He said that. Yes, he definitely has said that. Not only is this going to be the best album of his career, it's going to be the best album of 2022, and that was after Kendrick released his album. So. And this is after Saba released his album as well too. Okay. Okay, you know, Jason and his um his confidence is a beautiful thing. You know, I guess you you, you need it and whatnot. So, who knows? So I, I I feel like I have to listen just to I I personally and I do feel like he has some classic albums. His first two albums are really really good. What, the hated I love it stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it was a moment. That I, I hope it was a moment for sure when he came out. But, oh, and the You Wouldn't Get Far stuff and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. After, after that, I feel like there's been diminishing returns. I do like the, what was it, the documentary 2.0 or 2.5 or whatever it was called. Oh, really? You know what? Joel Santana, now, now that we're talking, Joel Santana was on Drink Champs, and they were, you know, I guess now the new hip-hop question is, who would you have a versus with? Who would you have a versus with? And now that someone in the room... Joel Santana should never have a versus versus anybody. Well, someone in the room <laughs> tried to say T.I. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. T.I. would murder him. It, it wouldn't make any motherfucking sense. But now, now that we're talking about game... I could see that being like parallel because they were both in groups. He had the G unit situation. Even though Jewels was saying he would, I think people would prefer him against a New York rapper. But I feel like they're parallel because they were both in groups. They both have some. Say what you want about Jewels, but he do got some songs or whatever. He, he got some. He was hot he for a moment. He, he got some stuff he could play. I feel like well. the game has been hotter longer, but. The game has been hotter longer? Joel Santana, I, I can't fill my face with like Wheezy F, like Hey Ma and stuff like that. Diplomatic immunity. When did Hated I Love It come out? See, now you're about to make me go back. <laughs> no, Hated I Love It was like my college years. That was around like 04 ish, 05 ish. Joel's is like a couple years before him. 
I personally would stand up more if Jewel's had a set list person. So he got the Hey Ma version. Hated or Love It with 2005. Um, yeah, in Joel's in diplomatic immunity, come on now, that was like oh four oh three ish. So no, it's they're they're peers, they are peers, they've been around about the same amount of time. It's, 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 I guess you feel the same way about the game that I do about Fifty Cent's, but I don't. You know, I like patiently waiting. That, that's not that's <laughs> not my workout mix or whatever. I like patiently waiting. 50 Cent has some stuff. I love The Massacre. That That's probably my favorite 50 album. So he's okay. You I don't, are the second person to say that to me. And I, but you know what, though? You, I, tell you, I hate his person. His personality is so off-putting when I see him in interviews and the pettiness he has and the way he's still on Tierra Marie. And Yeah, I'm, I'm more so curious about this game album because he's hyped it up so much that... I feel like I need to give it at least a spin because oh, sure. like Kendrick album to me is a classic mm-hmm. Vince Staple album. It's not a classic. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, even a Dreamville album. It's okay. I haven't listened to it besides stick. I haven't listened to that many tracks outside of it. Um, since then i will say but i really like the the saba album is really good for me because it's easy listen it's, it's easy and through same with um denzel curry was really good i haven't listened to the joey badass one yet but it's it's it's, it's good stuff it's yeah good so there. i know it's self-promoting when artists say this is going to be the album of the year yeah especially game man be quiet i don't want to hear nothing that man gotta say I'm trying to think if I'm looking forward to anyone. I did get a ticket for the Kendrick show. I will be there. Um, you know, tickets are really expensive now for concerts, unfortunately. His, the, uh-huh. cheapest, the cheapest ticket for Kendrick, I, I guess it's all relative, starts off at 100 and that's to hold up the wall. I didn't look to see what the Anita Baker tickets were because I wasn't even about to fool with you. Yeah, I was about to say, were you one of the people trying to... Hey, Get into no. the need of Baker concert. Goes down to the box office. I like to save on fees. Like I yeah, that that line was super long. Oh, was the, it? Yeah, the box Pretty office good. line was super long. I believe it. They open at what, like ten or eleven? Yeah, it was ten o'clock, and the line was. I won't be able to. Do, well, I looked yesterday because my mom was talking about it. The cheapest tickets left are like starting off at four hundred. I want to say they go from four hundred to like eighteen hundred. Um, and whatnot, but I mean, her residency's been doing really good in Vegas and whatnot. So yeah, somebody just I didn't so I don't know look at the clip fully about her. Uh, Would you go see her? Are you an Anita Baker fan? Uh, not really. I mean, she's like I feel like she's t- like I'm not a fan like that. Like, hmm. you wouldn't going to uh-huh. your 401k for her no okay <laughs> yeah i, you know, I don't yeah. i don't think she's worth it she's not wow that's quite a proclamation not to say uh, worth it but no okay no i think she's cool i i like her that type of money no that kendrick ticket is the last ticket that i'm paying for this um this year i already got some shane park tickets joe and average white band and carl thomas and a couple of jazz shows but I feel pretty complete with all of my summer ticket purchases, minus some random DSO shows that'll pop up. No, no, yeah, I can't, um, I can't do it. 
And I, I mean, I don't know. I know people, some people love Anita Baker. Mm-hmm, she's, she's talented. I just. She's never been that one for you. Yeah, her personality. Everybody got a Anita Baker story. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I've Everybody never. Got a bad Anita I've Baker never story. ran into her, but I've heard so many stories about just How her being off putting. <laughs> It seemed like she got nicer. I saw she bigged up Chance the Rapper at her show and help for helping her get her masters. And yeah. Stuff. So maybe she's turning a new leaf. I think so. So who's someone you would pay that amount for? Who's one person? I think Janet. Janet Jackson. Yeah, I would say either Janet or Sade. Sade. I Sade. Would pay, yeah. I would pay up to four hundred. Beyonce. Oh. Okay. Uh, Sean Carter. So you would pay for On the Run? Is what you're talking about? Yeah. Have you seen On the Run? No. So okay. I've well, I've seen like the the HBO special okay. they did, but I haven't seen it in person. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Nas maybe. He comes a lot here yeah. to Michigan. He'll be in Pine Knob on um, September third. I'll be there. Oh, who's he coming with? Wu Tang. Oh yeah, that's gonna be pretty good. Okay, that's gonna be a hip hop ass show. I might have to pull up on that. Okay, Thundercat's gonna be with Red Hot Chili Peppers too, and I don't know if I, I know I love enough Red Hot Chili Peppers to want to go for Thundercat. But okay, okay, I forgot about Nas. Yeah, they are on to the state of New York. Our state of New York. Yeah, so that's gonna be pretty. Um, live. My uncle' birthday weekend, so it'll be. You know, you're not paying no hundreds of dollars to go see that show. That show is. Yeah, I am the, at most. The, the t- seventy nine. Get you a where loan. where we're seating that is. Oh, you already got your ticket. One oh three. Yeah. Oh, you paid one oh uh, section one oh three? No, that's how much the tickets are. Yeah, I say that no, Nas isn't too much. Damn. Yeah, but I'm not paying like Anita Baker, no. So I paid one seventy nine for Kendrick, which is a lot to me or whatever, but after that music festival in Cali, now I see concerts cost nowadays and I, like i said i went and bought tickets at the box office so that was just 179 and as i close out i will say the world is not made for single people because the <laughs> place where i really wanted to sit i couldn't buy that ticket because you have to buy them in pairs and you don't want to split up a pair which i think is such discrimination for single folks if i'm being honest with you like that i shouldn't have to compromise where i sit because it's breaking up a couple or whatever that that's just presumptive and just rude so i had to basically pay 179 for a mezzanine seat when i could have sat a little bit lower but because i'm going dolo and when you're with god you're never by yourself but because i'm going dolo i can't sit in those seats so it's just it's just discrimination against the singles it's really unfortunate this world's not made uh to accommodate those who are uncoupled unfortunately well they say get get your get yourself a boo why i shouldn't have to that's i'm just saying i shouldn't have to for for certain benefits or <laughs> i'm not going with nobody i want to leave and go when i want i want to i want to go when i want i just i, I want to do everything so mm-mm, mm-mm. what about groupon they don't have no tickets for kendrick i already looked the only the only thing i would get off groupon now is a tiger's ticket and those are like nine dollars so, which isn't bad at all. So, yeah, but that's about it, though. So, anything coming up this week exciting that you want to share before we head on out? Uh, I, I, no, I'll be binge watching the the Lincoln Lawyer. 
<laughs> but oh, uh, yeah, you did mention that. How many, or what season are they in? Um, This is the first season. Um, I'm on episode, I just finished episode five, so five, five more to go. Have you watched Put a Ring on It? Do you and Lauren watch Put a Ring on It at all? Uh, I have not. This season has been so good. I just I, I started is, watching it. <coughs> it's good. What is that? Come on. Own. Um, oh, my show comes back on this week. It's, Ballers? No. <laughs> all Rise. Uh, was that some Peacock stuff? No, it was a it was on CBS and it got canceled by CBS and then on uh, picked it up. Courtroom oh, drama, yeah. What's that about? It's a courtroom drama. Follow like young black female judge. Oh, I'm confusing it with that Just Mercy show. Wasn't there a Brian Stevenson based show or something? Or at some point in time, wasn't there like some court based show and it chronicles? Uh, no, but this no. follows. Who, who's the actress? Do you know her name? Um, Simone Segwick. Okay. She's from Detroit. Oh, go girl. Caltech alum. Go boo. Okay. I'll have to see. Yeah, I don't know. I, but yes, making a season three debut on on. So. Well, good for them. Nice to hear that. Um, they got picked up somewhere. I know Queens was canceled. Maybe they'll get picked up somewhere. Yeah, and then um. I need to see when Queen Sugar's coming back on for for the final season. Final seasons of the Board of Loans. Oh, yeah, I know people really do love them some uh Queen Sugar. Yeah. I know you're more of a Greenleaf person, right? Lynn Whitfield is the do. And um what was her name? Grace Greenleaf is on station nineteen now. That's the show? Mm-hmm. It's the, like a firefighter show. Yeah, it's the Grace Anatomy spinoff of. Oh, okay. Never heard. <laughs> well, never watched it, but okay. Well, I'm going to get on out of here. Fine, folks. <laughs> you got any plans this week? Nope, just the Sid concert. Um, that's tonight. Sid from the internet. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we have to let us know how that was on the next podcast. Yep, it's at St. Andrews. Allegedly, they rebuilt the floor. Yeah, I was about to say, is this the first concert since, since the Baby Keem show? And Baby Keem, who just humbled a model, he will be part of the um, Kendrick show. And I'm really excited about that. I like Baby Keem. So, mm. yes. But I will report back with how Sid was and. I think the average white band show I have is in between now and our next show, so we'll see. Okay, and we'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Good, peace.